You're listening to A Strange Arrangement. This is Jimi Hendrix in Woodstock, 1969, playing the Star-Spangled Banner. Now, if you're familiar with the national anthem of the United States, then you know that this performance is out of the ordinary. Note bends, feedback, trills, nods to other songs, sound effects. There's so much put in here in a very specific way to make you feel something different. Hendrix took a song with a stately, refined air and played it in a way that hadn't been done before. And the effect is heavy. A lot can go into the arrangement of a tune, or a a rearrangement of a tune. And not all of it is necessarily music theory. Take an anthem meant to rouse the troops and rally the people. Then add a long, difficult, bitter war that tears the public apart. Throw in years of civil unrest coming to a head. Then take a talented, frustrated army veteran Give him a Fender Stratocaster, a whammy bar, and a whole lot of distortion. Put him on stage in front of thousands of people, and you get this. And while this performance brought Hendrix as much scorn as it did praise, it's hard to deny that Hendrix did something truly unique here. You can break it down into its smaller parts of notes held longer, feedback effects in certain spots, and mimics of real-world sounds, but you still hear the main melody in between. And the fact that the song almost gets lost in the noise halfway through adds a level of intensity and distress to an otherwise mundane practice. Last episode, we talked a little about chords and how we can change the voicing or the rhythm of chords slightly to affect the melody, but what if we focus in on the melody? One instrument playing a series of predetermined notes. How can we make something new? That's what my friend Kim attempted in her arrangement. Guitar in hand, Kim Chin Gibbons channels her inner Hendrix to make something new, this week on A Strange Arrangement. Hi, my name is Kim Chin Gibbons, and I'm an artist based in Western Massachusetts. I'm a vocalist and guitarist in the bands Blackwater Flood and Zoki, and I also do solo work. I have a solo record in production right now featuring various folk rock styles with some prog influences. In the group Blackwater Flood, we just released a 16 minute long song that crosses the boundaries of prog rock and classical music called Eternal Flight. You can also find my work on SoundCloud under my name and Blackwater's. I was excited to be a part of A Strange Arrangement. 
Initially, I had so many ideas, it was hard to pick just one. One of the main choices I made was to play the melody on electric guitar, which is my instrument of choice. I didn't play the uh, click track slash metronome because I wanted to exaggerate the melody in a way that wasn't set to a tempo at all. This was a conflicting choice for me because the latest of my music studies have been heavily metronomic, dragging out the melody with no set rhythm and then adding extra instrumental layers on top of that from afar seemed like a bit of a nightmare. However, I wanted to feel things out a bit more and improvise my own interpretation of the melody. A real-life example of this would have to be Jimi Hendrix's Star Spangled Banner. I just love the way he gets lost in his own sounds and the psychedelia of his instrument. As I started working on my arrangement of Odd Lang Syne, I stuck to the key of G and also embodied a lot of the main melody in what I was making. I didn't mess around with chords on the guitar really, I wanted more of a lead line with background elements attached to it, more of a monophonic thing that can stand alone with um, smaller phrases accompanying it. The first two notes of the melody come in pretty recognizable. It kind of fools you into thinking that you know exactly what's coming, and in many ways you do, but I also really wanted to surprise the listener. For example, a small touch I added on the second note featured two harmonics on the 12th fret of the guitar on the open D and G strings. This added a texture that I thought was pretty cool. Glassy, like slide guitar, but if it were stationary. <laughs> By the time you hear the next couple of harmonics, I start burying the melody a little bit more. Then the guitar harmony comes in underneath the lead line, really highlighting that major seven and bending notes to evoke more emotion. And then a bit more variation at the end of the first cycle. In the second cycle, the first two notes again, I hit the open D and G strings and let them ring out together to create a different sound than the very first two notes of the first cycle, which were the D and G on the fifth fret of the guitar. Though I hit those notes open the second time around, I then slide to the fifth fret on the D string right after. I love the sound of hitting a note and then sliding to the same note on a different string directly after. I hear it in the guitar playing of Derek Trucks all the time. It just has so much style. Then more of the original melody. Then I bend to a note. I bend to the flat three instead of the major three. I do this twice in the whole piece and in contrast with the original melody, it might seem strange. However, I wanted to change that major third that happened every time so badly to something else. The flat three is edgier, more bluesy. It's either weird or awesome. I'll, I'll take both. Then, there's that tremolo-picked guitar in the second half. That's not in the lead. It's barely noticeable. I wanted to point it out in case you did miss it. It has a build that's derived from more some bluegrass influences, more than like metal. Those genres I'm actually really fond of. A lot of the decisions I made were effects-based too. I wanted the guitar tone to be a really gritty rock and roll sort of overdrive for the lead line and a softer sound with some delay in the surrounding guitar lines. I put a crystallizer on the guitar tone as well, and for those who don't know, it's an effect that is exactly how it sounds. It's the fairy dust texture you hear in the background. Also included is a string delay pad and MIDI hanging out in the back. Those two elements make me feel like I'm stargazing like I'm headed towards the clouds. 
I hope that's what you get when you listen to it too. And now, here's the whole arrangement. Thank you so much for having me. Again, my name is Kim Chin Gibbons, and you can find my work on blackweatherflood.com or kim-chin-gibbons.com. Attached is a piece of a demo called Our Ending, which is a sneak peek of my record in production right now. You can find my projects on social media under my name as well. Thanks again! Strange Arrangement was produced by me, Rob McCarthy. I edit and mix the show, and I made our theme music. Our artwork was done by the amazing Daniel Joel Newman, and you can find more of his amazing artwork at his website, danieljoelnewman.com. Special thanks to Brian Watson and Rob Hom for notes, and an extra special thanks to Elizabeth Stahl for notes and for the voice that you hear at the top of the show. Be sure to check out our website, asamusicpodcast.com, where you can find more information on our guest artists, and you can also find sheet music to all of the arrangements for the show. I found that when I go to an orchestra show or a jazz concert, it helps me to follow along with a chart. So if that's something you'd like to do, you can find all those charts at our website, asamusicpodcast.com. Thanks for listening today. Next time, we start getting jazzy. So be sure to check that out on the next episode of A Strange Arrangement. <laughs>